Hello and welcome to the V2 Football Podcast. I'm Chris Lappin and I'm with Nick Davey and we're delighted to be joined on the line by Millwall Lioness midfielder Lily Ag. How are you doing today, Lily? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm brilliant, thank you. So, um, are you planning to watch the cup final today? Um, I might be eventually. I'm off to my, it's my friend's 21st, so yeah. I'm off to, to London to Ooh. have a bit of food and that shortly. <laughs> so, we might get to watch it in a pub or somewhere. Do you have a prediction on who's going to win? Um, I like an underdog, but <laughs> I do think Arsenal will have it today. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't see anything different. Um, so if we start at the beginning, um, how did you first get involved in the game? Um, I started playing when I was about five or six, I think. Mm. Um, my mum, I don't know, says I should have been a boy, really. <laughs> I think she gave me Barbies and uh, you know dolls and I'd wasn't really interested and I would rather you know play with Lego and a ball and I think it started from there really Yeah um, I read that you started um, in the Arsenal youth team how, how did you get spotted? Um, I was at Brighton until under 16s mm. with the playing for the ladies team and then uh, went to the academy for trials I went to um, both actually Chelsea and Arsenal and uh got into both luckily and then it was a decision to make and I ended up uh, going to Arsenal and was there for a few years um, I'm going to pass you over to Nick who's got a couple of questions about your career and then we'll come back for some listeners questions yeah hi um, just thought I'd quickly ask you a few, um, a few questions about your career uh, starting off obviously yeah. with Brighton being a big Brighton fan that I am um, so when you were sort of, when you were at Brighton how sort of involved were the, the, sort of the males side of things with like the, the first team manager uh, for the males come over and sort of keeping on how the women are doing with the players sort of taking eye, or was it just completely and utterly divided and the males wouldn't really know what, who, who the women at are at Brighton or Arsenal at, well yeah I suppose yeah many at Brighton um, at Brighton, um, when I was there, it was it was quite separated. To be fair, we train in the train in the evenings, and the men obviously train all in the day. And we got to facilities near the um, university and that. But now it's changed, obviously, quite a lot. So the new training facility at Lansing, and the first team is separated in terms of how it's laid out. But the women's team is very much. Um, included in financially financial plans that they do and how they train so they you know to use all the top of the range facilities that the men do they are treated very much similar to the men minus money <laughs> yeah no sure well I remember when I spoke to a couple of women players once uh, on a train home from a game uh, they were sort of saying that apparently you have to train on Friday nights and Saturday nights and then play on Sunday so it yeah. really does take over your life in quite an unsociable way sort of um, do you find that that sort of with females that a lot of them drop out of the game because they just can't handle it and they just sort of like oh, yeah, I have a social life I think, um, yeah no I think it was uh, I think it's changed again now so I don't think they are no longer training on a Friday but I think it, oh, it right. got to a point where they were trying to very much push for Super League status so who, you know the manager at the time said actually if we want this we, we're going to have to work hard and it was a case of work you know training that extra night on a Friday you know sacrificing going out and to train so um, I do understand you know it's a hard decision and if you want to be the best you have got to put in that work and sacrifice some things but I think it was um, the case of the fact that they're not you know getting the money for it or whatever else they did kind of put a few off so I think yeah. that you know that does happen and it does have a um, detrimental effect sometimes 
You mentioned uh, obviously Brighton pushing for uh, Super League status. Was that sort of one of the reasons why you decided to quit Brighton and join and join Mill? Were Brighton just sort of obviously not really? Were they were Mill just obviously a much better club and you could really develop your own career by joining Mill? Um, I think it's very difficult. So for me at the minute in time, I'm at university and I'm doing uh, PE teaching. So as much as I want to push myself and you know eventually even go higher than Mill and WSL one and see see where I can push myself, it's it's very difficult in terms of trying to manage work, uni, and travelling uh, where you're at. And Brighton was is very convenient to me and is my local club. And you know it's improved massively since when I was there. And I it was a hard decision, you know, to leave Brighton. But at the time, I felt, you know, I needed to push myself a bit higher and maintain, obviously, doing my PE and things. And Mill is, you know, the nearest club to me in Super League 2. So it's just about manageable in terms of travelling up three times a week and doing my PE teaching and work on top of that. So yeah, the fact that I can play at that level and maintain it just seems to make sense rather than, you know, playing a league below at Bright, you know. So it was, just, it was just trying to push myself yeah, I know you're up that high level. Yeah, no, so I know you're a very, um, you're quite a well-known women's player. I mean, obviously not to sound disrespectful at all, being a big Brighton fan, obviously, I don't really follow women's football a great deal. But I think, sort of, in the last few years, I personally really have started to follow it. And I think, I think the whole nation really has. Everyone's really sort of enjoying women's football a bit more. Is that sort of, is that, does that sort of really motivate you even more to play knowing that the nation's really enjoying women's football a bit more because obviously there was a sellout at Wembley wasn't there only a, a few yeah definitely like... I think um, I think women's football you know there's definitely a market for that and I think that's shown by how much it has moved on over you know the last few years and you know I think the, the difference is always going to be there in comparison to men and strength and pace into the game and you know I understand that but I think more people are realising that actually you know, we still work very hard. We actually are technically able, you know, as well as men. And um, it is actually still exciting. So I think with the, you know, advertising that does happen, and I think that's been shown, for example, at the Olympics, you know, 70,000 was sold out because it got advertised yeah. and people do want to watch that. So I think more and more of it being advertised, it's going to happen. You know, the Women's World Cup is coming up in the next month. And, you know, they had a friendly last night against Canada and you know there's 23,000 people at that game so and that was barely you know no hardly anyone knew about that so it does show that if it does get publicised and advertised you know people will go and there is a market for it yeah no it's, it's really good to hear and I say I just hope that, that we can all really get behind the women's football because then to be fair there's a lot of very good women footballers out there like, like yourself for instance and um, as I say I mean I, I was watching a, a few Brighton highlights last season uh, on Seagulls player and stuff like that and um, we scored probably one of the goal I think Charlotte Owen scored a went chilling him I think it was I could be wrong don't quote me on that but it was probably one better than any of the senior players scored and it just seems, seems to me that women actually generally do really really try a lot harder than say the men they just really actually want to play because not for all the money or anything like that they just really do because they love football so much really the ones who really do stick with the game like, like we had discussed earlier with uh, obviously sacrificing going out on the weekends and stuff so it's really about the, who really does love football a lot, and it's, it's really good to see. Yeah, definitely. I think I think the, you know it's, it's very difficult for women players. You know, we're not we're not doing it for the money. We like I said to you, I, I should have been a boy almost. You know, I, I love football from from you know 
from a very young age and I think that's never going to go from me. I can't help that. I wake up and I want to kick a ball. <laughs> you know, so that, that does show in, I think, the way we play and I think that's for most girls, you know, speaking, they work very hard in terms of, I'm not saying the men don't, but it's a lifestyle and, you know, the money is beneficial and some, you know, like you see often people happy to sit on a bench for example to get their wage. Yeah, you know, we all want to play week in, week out. We want to train as much as we can. We, you know, it's a, it would be, you know, great if we could train every day, but we don't even have that, you know, privilege. So it is very difficult, but it is growing. And I think, you know, people will see, like you said, about goals and things like that. We are technically, you know, just as able, in my opinion, as men. And I think some goals that have been seen, you know, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter videos or whatever, you know, people do see that we are just capable, like I say. Well, as I said, I really do need to get myself down to to watch women's game. Just sort of enjoy it. It's free. It's free entry on a on a Sunday, and I think Brighton do so. It's worth giving it a go because I remember once I went to watch. Um, well, I think Lewis were playing um, Essex United in a friendly. Obviously, admittedly, the main attraction to go was to watch Joey Essex and Mark Wright play football. However, before that, there was they were doing a free women's game. Lewis ladies against Southampton ladies. And to be fair, it was uh, I think Lewis ladies won six nil. And they played absolutely outstanding, and there was—I think both teams played really well. I mean, Lewis, Lewis, Paul, Paul like Southampton, because they yeah. were a very good team. But there was another, like you see in men's football here, and then there was no ping in it long or anything like that. It was just they, everyone seemed to really want to pass the ball very well and just play really lovely football. And in getting on with the game, no one would shout back at the referee. So it, it really does. Uh, it really is good to watch, sort of thing. And that there's, there's just none, none of that which we hope to yeah, see I think... in men's football, but. Yeah, there is a different, like, I, do, I think there's different in football, and I think when people actually come and watch the games live, you know, they might think girls, and it's not physical, it's not competitive, you know, I, I beg to differ, I can't, you know, come and watch Millwall, for example, you know, we, we are just as capable to put in a tackle, and, you know, we will work just as hard, and the skill will be shown, you know, it is, it, it is entertaining to watch, and, you know, for a fraction of what you pay to watch a men's game, more and more people, I think, are seeing that it is, you know, enjoyable to watch, and actually very good quality of football is on show. Yeah, that was going to be my next jokey question. When you obviously playing for Millwood, what's their what's the fan base like there for women's game? Is it is it sort of like you get the intimidating atmosphere like you do for the real <laughs> games? Like loads of women's like do loads of women rock up sort of supporting the lionesses, doing them the meal um, chant. Oh. I think it's, it's, it's difficult because, like I say, you know our games aren't really publicised and out there, and it's, I think it's you've got your diehard you know women's football fans that you know love the game and. Whatever it is, and know all about it, and then there's others that might turn up to a game because oh, actually the men didn't play that week, and it's cheap, and it's a bit, you know, it it does depend. But the fan base is good when it's out there, and that that is the difficult thing about it. Most of our games aren't, you know, nobody knows when they are or where they are, and so therefore you don't get the fans that you probably should. You get a lot of support, for example, on Twitter and whatever else. But sometimes you know they're not actually able to get the game. Yeah, um, I think that's all of the questions I'm really going to answer. Well, apart from I'd love to see you uh, rejoin Brighton, but obviously I understand you've probably got to that mill for next season. Um, it, oh, is um, Naomi Cole still at Mill? She is. She yeah, is no, she's played, obviously you used to play for Lewis and Lewis is my local team. My sons go down and watch them. And there's a big shirt of uh, Cole playing for England up in the um, up in the pub uh, in, the, in, the, in the social club in the ground. She's a bit of a, yeah. bit of a Lewis legend down there. Is she? Um, she is. Getting, she's she's Lewis playing for England. Uh, I think yeah. I think I think she's still involved in the 23s. 
companies that are names always on the cards and stuff like that. So it's it's very difficult with England and 23 season. Yeah. So they pick odd selection. It's sometimes if they fits and if it doesn't, etc. But Nathan playing well, well, so hopefully you know she can get back into the team. Well, that's going to be my final question. Do you see yourself uh, having any international aspirations, or do you really think you can do it next season when it when it gets underway? Yeah, like, it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's very difficult with football. You know, I've, I've played at um, you know international level in terms of under fifteen, under seventeen, yeah. under nineteen. Been involved in camps and things, and the next age bracket for me now, being you know just twenty one, is now the under twenty threes, and it's very difficult in terms of how you get picked because you know they have people that come through the ranks, and you know you do get your favourites, and you do get your who who they want. You know, to be at the camps, but all, all you can do is, you know, keep playing football. Hopefully, keep your, your name coming up on Twitter and wherever else. You know, saying you had a good game and you played well. Work hard, and you know, in my opinion, I'd like to think, you know, I would, you know, be involved potentially in camps upcoming future if I keep playing well or whatever. So we'll see. You never know. Well, yeah, no, I do. I do obviously. I follow you on Twitter, and you do get a lot of uh, support on uh, matched on Sundays and stuff. Uh, people actually really sort of saying you played really well today, and, and obviously playing maybe you should get an England call up. That's uh, really good to see. Um, but all, I think that's all my questions done for now. I'll pass you back to Chris, but just uh, yeah, good luck for for next Thanks season. Thanks very much. Lovely. Thank <clears> you. <throat> we kind of keep with the international theme, and the World Cup is next. So start next week. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. If we stick with the international theme, the World Cup's approaching. Um, an yeah. experienced England squad's been named. Um, is there a buzz that England will do well? Um, I think I think they will. To be honest, they've prepped well. You know, they've had a bit of a fresh shake up with Mark Hansen going in, mm. and um, you know he's, he's picked his squad on what he feels. You know, is, is the strongest squad and that he feels can compete at the World Cup. And you know, they're a good bunch of girls. and They all work work ever so hard. So I'm pretty sure if they continue that attitude, they will do well. Yeah, very experienced squad names. I think it was averaged over fifty caps. Yeah. <laughs> um, were you surprised that um, Redham mid um, striker Frank Kirby got included? Um, no, no. I, I wasn't surprised to be honest. Um, she thoroughly deserved it, and after you know I've played against her now a fair few times, and she is a fantastic player. Mm. And I, you get a lot all the time. Oh, she's young, she's playing two clean coups, but the you know I think the girls that are playing with her now at senior level can see that she's great, and I think that's shown in her debuts. And, for England senior level, you know, where she has had player of the matches and she's been the star of the show. So, you know, it was thoroughly deserved, in my opinion, for her to be included. I've had a couple of listener questions in. <laughs> um, Martin Whiteley asks, um, as a lot of clubs are now looking to make their ladies' side more pro- prominent in the organisation, have you seen recent significant changes in the further development of the ladies' team at Millwall? been so you know in terms of the Brighton League for example uh, the Premier League there's now been that uh, competition element so the winners of that league and the Northern Prem you know they combine yeah. and they have the potential to go into the Super League which was a massive uh, boost for everyone this year and it was mm. you know it proved made the league you know 10 times better because there was such a fight to the last day yeah. on who was in that position so that's continuing to develop you've got WSL2 that's developed WSL one is progressing even further. It's, it, it is all going in the right direction. I think it just needs that bit more um, publicising, like I said, and a bit more funding. And then 
Ash Calver asks him, I have a daughter who would love to get into the game. What's the best advice you could give to a young female player? Um, best advice is to literally just, just keep playing, like, keep playing as much as you can, you know. Mm. I played with, you know, a boys team up until under 12. And for me, I think that was probably one of the best things I could have done yeah. at that age. Because I think it did help me and progress me massively. And, you know, you've just got to keep focused. I think it, there's such a fine line between you know, the levels of football, whether it's Super League One or, you know, the Premier League or WSL2, etc. So it's a case of staying focused, keeping your goal and just working hard. Like, I think that is the main point to emphasise. I think it's the same with the men's game. You see the ones that do that little bit extra. Yeah. You can see and it shows in their season. So just keep working hard and you'll get the rewards. Okay, and before we go, do you want to plug your social media, your Twitter and... Um, my Twitter is LilyAg24. Well, thank you for joining us today, and good luck with the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Thank okay, you I lo- I lo- I'd love to have you on again in the future. So. Yeah, no worries.